After COVID-19 brought the world to a screeching halt, teachers and students of all ages were forced to go digital. For the next 30 minutes, we're going to be talking about all of the newest technologies and strategies that educators are using to help close the gap between the physical classroom and the virtual classroom. So stay tuned for news, exclusive interviews, and more right here on Virtually Educated, WPCZ, LPFM, Demarest. What's up, Lions? This is Savannah Richards, and you are listening to Virtually Educated. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm super excited for today's show because uh, it is a topic that is very important to me, and I know it's very important to a lot of educators and students alike, uh, and that is uh, the monster of the education world, very controversial standardized testing. I personally am not a fan of standardized testing, and I know that I'm not a teacher. I'm not an educator. I hope to be sometime within the next two, maybe three years. Um, But for right now, I'm just a mass communications major. And so throughout this show, I'm going to be quoting a lot from educators, and I'm going to be looking at a lot of statistics and trying to show that I did my research as best as I could, because this is a topic that a lot of people feel very strongly about. Uh, And it's something that's come up recently with the Biden administration and some decisions that they are making regarding COVID-19 and standardized testing. Uh, What happened with last year is a lot of schools either just didn't give out standardized testing, they were able to waive them at the state level. Uh, Waivers were issued by the government that allowed parents to say essentially, hey, I don't want my student to have to take this test. And that was something that was set up by the Trump administration and it's something that is now not exactly being repealed, but being overwritten by the new Biden administration, uh, allowing for standardized testing. And the reason that he's doing this, and this is just straight from what I understand, the reason he is doing this is to try and gauge the impact of COVID-19 on students' learning. Uh, He said that we need testing to be able to give the government an understanding of how they should advocate resources to help try and overcome these struggles. So I think it's coming from a place of of good. Um, A Forbes article by Peter Green actually brought up a really interesting issue and something that a lot of people have spoken out about recently, and that is uh, a quote from Biden. And I'm just going to read it straight from the article here because I think Green said it very well. Uh, Candidate Biden made many boilerplate, vaguely general promises about education, just like most candidates. Uh, But one promise resonated strongly with teachers across the country. In Pittsburgh on December 14th, 2019, Denisha Jones asked, if elected president, will you commit to ending the use of standardized testing in public schools? And Biden, before applause had even begun to die down, answered yes which obviously is not what's happening. And a lot of teachers are speaking out about it right now and sounding very betrayed. Uh, I'm one of those people just from my time as a student and my experiences as a student, I don't think that standardized testing does much good, if any good. I'm thoroughly a believer in standardized testing, teaching students how to take tests rather than teaching students the information they need to succeed as an adult. Uh, it's just it makes very little sense to me as someone who spent her entire career in school. We're talking 13 years just in in um, elementary, middle, high school 
taking tests. I remember my first ever CRCT in first grade. So here's we have six-year-olds taking these tests. And throughout over a decade, I'm truly a believer that I learned the best ways to take a test. We had full courses on test-taking strategies and test-taking skills. That's time that could be used elsewhere. I mean, if we have to teach our students how to take the test, and the test is obviously not doing a very good job of just measuring the information that they already know, which is, to my understanding, the original purpose of the test. So it's, it's a sticky topic for sure, and one that I'm going to talk about a lot throughout this show. It's my whole theme for the show today. Uh, I do want to fast forward right now to Ian Rosenbaum, acting assistant education secretary, uh, a Biden-Harris appointee to the U.S. Department of Education, who recently said, to be successful, once schools have reopened, we need to understand the impact COVID-19 has had on learning and identify what resources and supports students need. So that's that's a good thing. This is people trying to do what they need to do to fix our current education system and, and the parts of it that have been worn away at by COVID. Uh, I think it's fair to say that everyone is struggling right now in the education world with COVID-19 and with distance learning and with keeping students safe and getting them the education they need. I just really don't think this is the way to go about it. And from what I've heard from teachers and from some of the quotes from teachers I'm going to read you later, I think we all kind of agree on that stance. Standardized testing is not a super popular thing in this nation. And for a while, we've been trying to move away from it. And so it's really depressing to see that we're going back. And so that's going to be our topic for the show today. Uh, Coming up a little bit later, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But right now, we're going to have a short break. So stay tuned. From heading home to going to the country. Georgia music from the soul of Georgia's musicians has always been the soundtrack to our lives. And Georgia radio has been right there with you wherever you go for almost a century. In the quiet times. Time to get up and let the good times roll. We're America's broadcasters and the great radio stations of Georgia. This year, radio turns 100 years young, and we're just getting started. Coming to a device near you, the very best is yet to come. For more on the centennial of radio in America, visit gab.org radio100. This message brought to you with pride by member stations of the Georgia Association of Broadcasters. Application fees are $100 for undergrads, $125 for master's and specialist degrees, and $150 for doctorate degrees. If you don't know if you qualify for summer 2021 graduation, contact your advisor. Finally, COVID isn't going anywhere if we don't all do our part. So keep that mask on and make sure you wash your hands. Reporting for Z98.7 FM, the student-run radio station at Piedmont College, I'm Will Sargent. Welcome back to Virtually Educated. If you're just joining us, uh, I'm talking a little bit today about the Biden administration deciding that we are going to go back to standardized testing in schools and that no waivers will be issued for testing this year. And this is, as I said in my last segment, something that I'm speaking out against a little bit. I don't think this is the solution. Uh, I think it's going to end up being more of a problem. And I know that a lot of teachers share that view. I do want to read a quote real quick that I got from CBS. Uh, 
that says the Biden administration announced on Monday that state education departments would have flexibility surrounding standardized testing this year, but would not have broad authority to cancel those examinations. So that's kind of what we're going over right now. And Rosenblum, who is our current uh, secretary of education here in the U.S., appointed by the Biden-Harris administration, came and spoke out about it and said that it is urgent to understand the impact of COVID-19 on learning, which is which is fair. I think that as much as we might try and as helpful as that would be, I feel like at this point, in order to best help our students with all of the stress that's been going on, not even just from from school, which is always stressful. School will always be stressful for students. I think that that's an issue uh, in and of itself that I'll probably talk about on another day. But surrounding the pandemic and schools, we have students who are fearing not only for their futures, but fearing for their health, feeling fearing for their safety. And I don't believe that that is going to be helped by the addition of standardized tests, which have already proven to be very stressful for students. Uh, I just, I don't understand how this is the solution we're seeking. I can understand from a governmental point of view, uh, if you're not involved in education, but whenever we're talking about people who are actively on one of the highest education boards in this nation, sitting back and saying, yeah, I, I think that standardized testing is the answer here. I think that more standardized testing is what we need. And then you hear the echoes of teachers all throughout the country come back and yell traitor. <laughs> it's it's an interesting experience, especially whenever you have people who voted this administration into office uh, under the promise that we would have less standardized testing. That was one of the things that Biden spoke out about openly multiple times. And I understand the frustration. It really is frustrating. Um, I want to I want to quote Rosenblum again right here in a letter that he sent a couple weeks back, and he says, we know, however, that some schools and school districts may face circumstances in which they are not able to safely administer statewide summative assessments in this spring using their standard practices, which I think we need to address as well, especially in this show, which is based on digital learning and based on learning via digital platforms. Testing online is, I'm going to use the word sketchy. As someone who has taken lots of tests online, I can tell you right now that testing online is sketchy because there are so many ways to cheat. And I'm not going to incriminate myself here. I'm just speaking off of what I know that students as a whole have done, uh, whether this comes from TikTok, where students are openly discussing ways in which they cheat, uh, or whether it's based on personal experiences from things that I've heard from high schoolers. I mean, students can and will cheat in person. Students especially can and will cheat outside of the classroom, sitting in their living rooms, on their computer. I mean, I know that there are different ways that digital platforms are trying to make it harder for students to cheat. For example, Canvas, for anyone at Piedmont who didn't know this, here's your tip for the day. Uh, on Canvas, your professors can see if you switch the screen. Uh, if you change screen, if you're flipping through different screens up on your laptop, your professor can see it. So if you're on Zoom on your laptop and you are taking a test on Canvas, even if you're sitting there Googling the answers with your hands below where they can see them on the keyboard, 
they they can still see if you've switched the screen. They can t- they can't see what you're typing, but they know that hey, she's not looking at the test anymore. Uh, so that is definitely one way that is helpful. But then you go over to to TikTok or you look on Instagram where people are making memes about it, and you see the kid who has you know put in cl- put clear sheets uh, like like laminator sheets on their laptop screen and have written an Expo marker, all of the notes they need for the test, leaving just a blank space in the middle of the screen so they can read the questions. I mean, students will get creative. And I remember how (laughs) test taking, like standardized test taking in high school was. I remember how locked down it is. They try their best to make sure that as a student, you cannot cheat. You walk in, you have nothing, you have to go put your bags in a certain section of the room, Check your pockets. Make sure you have nothing. You're allowed to have two number two pencils or one black ink pen. Here is your Scantron. Don't move your eyes. We've got proctors set up at key points across the room. It is it is a lockdown. You can't do that online. <laughs> so, I mean, even if we do te- standardized testing, socially distanced, at home in your living room, if your goal here is to gain knowledge about what the students have learned or haven't learned over the course of COVID-19 season, uh, I don't think that's going to happen because I think that the results you're going to get are severely skewed because either students are depressed and don't care enough to try hard or they just flat up cheated. I mean, I'm just being honest here, and I'm sure that a lot of teachers know this as well. Not only is it ineffective just on a baseline level, and I'm going to talk about that here in another section a little bit away, uh, go over some statistics that show, hey, standardized testing is actually not as helpful as we think it is. Uh, It's just impractical. It is impractical. I mean, to expect students to learn online is one thing, but gauging knowledge of students via online tests is just never going to be 100% accurate. And I don't think that that data is going to be accurate enough to make severe or very um, weighty decisions about what you're going to do when allocating funds for education. But I'm going to talk about that coming up a little bit more in a minute. First off, uh, I don't have an interview for today. Uh, My interviewee had to cancel last minute. But I did do a little bit of research and I dove on some different social media apps and I tried to find where different teachers are speaking out where they can and where people do speak out nowadays, which is on social media. And I found a couple quotes I want to share because I think they're really interesting and I think they're important. So a Miss Bree said, standardized testing in a pandemic is educational malpractice. (laughs) I love that. I love the phrase educational malpractice. I don't think I've heard that one before, uh, but it definitely seems like it. Ms. Ogren said he actually promised to ban standardized tests if he was elected, accompanied by five angry emojis. Uh, at TikTok teacher said, it's going to, it's, sorry, it's the going back on your campaign promise in under six weeks for me. For anyone who doesn't understand that TikTok reference, um, yeah, he, he absolutely did go back on his campaign promise in under six weeks. Uh, Mr. Pearson said, I went off on, with my students the other day about how stupid it is that they're still going to have to take the SAT. It's dumb enough in a normal year. I completely agree with that statement. I mean, I graduated high school, and this isn't to fluff myself up or anything. This is just something that a lot of students have gone through. Uh, I'm not a good test taker. I graduated from high school with a 3.8 GPA, tried my hardest the whole time through. I was an honor student, uh, graduated with honors. I took the SAT three times minimum, 
to get an average score because the test-taking environment in the SAT-ACT is ridiculous. The amount of stress and pressure put on those situations, put on students in those situations, is just straight-up rude. I mean, I remember at one point during my ACT, I took the ACT as well. I think I took that one twice. Uh, a phone went off because someone had left their phone in their bag and it went off, which, of course, if you've ever been in that situation, means that everyone in the room has to be suspected of cheating, which means that everyone's tests get trashed. So you've sat through that whole situation. You've gone through the hours. You've gone through the switching, the silence, the, the awkwardness. And then ultimately, the frustration whenever they say, all right, your test is getting shredded. You're going to have to come back and try again. Awful. Absolutely awful. It's just a bad situation all the way around. I'm not a fan of SATs or ACTs. Uh, and then lastly, this was a hot take. It's all about the money. Take a look at Pearson's stock value over the course of a year. And if you're not familiar with Pearson, uh, Pearson is one of the companies, big major four companies that make all of your standardized tests in this country. And I'm not a huge fan of Pearson standardized tests because I'm not a huge fan of standardized tests in general. Uh, but if you want to do your research independently and look at stock prices and go through the whole conspiracy ideas uh, related to politics, I'm not going to go through that right now. But I will recommend it's something interesting to look up if you're feeling if you're feeling the need to be angry about something. That's a good place to start. <laughs> but so that's what we're going to go through. A couple more uh, quotes from teachers later on. I've read a lot about the whole deal involved with sources with like NPR and Education Weekly and they're overall trying to assure teachers and parents that students can test remotely in a way that's COVID safe. Personally, that sounds to me like we are missing the problem entirely because I don't think it's the COVID safety that is the big issue here. Uh, I think we know that we can test people COVID safely. I don't know that those tests are ne uh, necessarily secure, um, but we can do that through a variety of different means. In fact, I've taken standardized tests on computers sitting in a classroom. Um, those tests are always locked down browsers. You can't change the screen. And those tests were always proctored by one, possibly two teachers. So I'm not, that's not remote, but I, we know that we can digitally take these standardized tests. Uh, but the education, National Education Association, rather, uh, said that standardized tests based on narrowly prescribed curriculum and linked to specific grade levels are not a good way to judge student or teacher success. The fact that we are trying to use these numbers to judge how much students are learning just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, in theory, it sounds nice and it's great to be able to compare the numbers between schools because that can determine funding. That's, it, it's how we make decisions about where the money goes uh, in terms of education in this country. But standardized tests are not a great way to, to judge. We're essentially saying the intelligence of students and the competency of teachers. Uh, looking at edutopia.org, they said, over the past decade and a half, educators have been moving away from traditional testing, particularly multiple choice tests, which are the format that most standardized tests follow, uh, and turning to hands-on subjects and competency-based assessments that focus on goals such as critical thinking and mastery rather than rote memorization. We're taking a step backwards here, essentially. Uh, over the past few years, we've had a lot of teachers and a lot of organizations trying to move away from that traditional uh, ABCD test. 
because there's so much psychology that goes into that ABCD test and leads to a lack of success. I mean, I've taken tests before where I'm not only thinking about what is the right answer, but I'm counting how many C's I've bubbled in a row because any more than three and I was afraid that I'd made a mistake somewhere. Of course, it's all left up to random chance unless you get one of those few teachers that do like the patterns just to try and mess with students. Um, But when you're in that situation, when it's very high stress and everyone makes a huge deal out of standardized testing, uh, it gets to you. It messes with your head. It makes you double think what what you're answering. And oftentimes, whenever you change your answers, you change your answer to wrong. Statistically speaking, you're more likely to change your first answer from a right to a wrong answer than you are the other way around. Um, Also, talking about allocating money, according to WGU, $1.7 billion are spent on standardized testing in the United States every year. Now, I'm not a huge money person. I'm not a huge numbers person, but I'm pretty sure we could find better places to put $1.7 billion in the education system. Uh, I mean, I remember all through high school having mold in the roofs. We had leaks in the ceilings all the time. I mean, our physical buildings through most of even what are good school systems or traditionally seen as good school systems in this country, I mean, they have huge issues. All schools need money. They need money to update equipment. They need money to update facilities. And that's not always money that's going to be allocated. Let's look at all of the money we're putting into standardized testing that is by many viewed as completely unnecessary and unhelpful. Uh, Real quick, right before we wrap up this segment, I want to go through the pros cons list from procon.org, one of my favorite websites for kind of getting that unbiased view of different issues. Uh, So the first pro that I want to mention, reading straight from the website here, is standardized tests offer an objective measurement of education and a good metric to to gauge areas for improvement cuts out teacher subjectivity, and cuts out personal biases. And personally, I see where this could be helpful. I understand that cutting out personal biases in teachers' grading is very important. Um, But honestly, it doesn't cut out, standardized testing does not cut out bias as much as you would think. According to nextgenlearning.org, black and Latinx students face stereotype threat. Uh, Psychologist Joshua Aronson and Claude Steele have researched how additional stress of negative stereotypes about students of color and their intelligence manifest in lower test scores. And this is true for women and several other marginalized groups as well. Uh, The fear of confirming a stereotype of inferiority creates stress and anxiety that contributes to poor test performance. Uh, There's a lot of people speaking out about this recently as we're kind of turning the spotlight on uh, standardized testing at a national level. These standardized tests are inherently, there's there's an inequality where it's magnifying stereotypes which are resulting in lower test scores for certain groups of students. That is so much bigger than just biased teacher grading. We can't say that our standardized tests eliminate bias whenever they are doing much of the opposite. And I know this wasn't the intent. This was not done purposefully, but it's still, it's happening, and it's something that needs to be addressed. The con is that standardized tests are only to determine which students are good at taking tests, offer no meaningful measure of progress, and have not improved student performance. I've said that quite a few other ways. I think that sums it up right there, so I'm just going to leave it at that. (laughs) 
uh, my SAT experiences, of course, with cell phones and high stress. And I feel like we should be taking stress off of our students just for, for psychological developmental reasons. It is harder to learn in an unsafe learning environment. And I do believe that standardized testing up the stakes and they up anxiety and they amplify all of these negative reactions. And I don't believe they do any good to students. Um, in fact, I'm going to mention this kind of offhand. I had one teacher in high school who didn't tell us when our tests were. And I know that sounds absolutely crazy because it goes against all of our conventional understandings of you know, how how school is, because that's how we were all raised, is you know when your test is, you study the night before your test, you cram, you cram, you cram, then you come in, you take the test, and either you pass or you fail. I mean, we base it all around studying, but all of our studying is crammed into the night before, just being honest, unless you're like a really good student. I would say the average is, I'm going to study for the first few days before the test, make sure that I've crammed everything into my brain, and it's fresh enough for me to regurgitate onto this piece of paper, and then I'm going to go about my day. I had this one teacher who said, all right, we're going to switch up this philosophy a little bit. She was a, a language teacher. And we would do class assignments, which you do in almost every classroom. It's now almost a requirement that you do some kind of experiential, hands-on, interactive learning. Uh, and she would just pick one of those assignments. And she would go through and she would have us all come up and we would go through that assignment with her. And she would grade us and that would be our test. It was her understanding of what we had learned based on her understanding of the topic that she has been hired to teach. I, I never failed a test. There was no stress. There was no panic. I wasn't worried about it because she was just looking to un make sure that I knew what she was teaching. I mean, maybe it takes a little more time and maybe it's a little bit more personalized than just handing every student the same sheet of paper. But if it works better, shouldn't that be what we're striving for? And I'm not saying that's always the answer. I'm just saying that's one example of what I'm sure a lot of teachers are doing, which is finding new ways to gauge how much students learn based on their personal interactions with them. And there are plenty of studies that show that interpersonal learning and interpersonal teaching, it leads to better results. Um, and just one more I want to go through. According to Procon.org, 16 states and D.C. have stopped using standardized tests in teacher evaluations. As W. James Popham, Ph.D. noted, standardized achievement tests should not be used to determine effectiveness of a state, a district, a school, or a teacher. There is almost certain to be significant mismatch between what is taught and what is tested. Common Core curriculum is a great idea in theory, but it's just not practical. We cannot expect that every student in this country will be taught the same thing the same way at the same time. It's just in it cannot prove that you have a good or a bad teacher purely based off of test scores. It just doesn't happen. But I'm going to leave it for there real quick. We're going to go into weather and then we will come back with a short talk segment. False alarm, everybody. Despite what a beautiful day it was yesterday, it is not actually spring yet. Uh, but slowly but surely, we are starting to stray away from sweater weather. Today, we have a high of 72 and a low of 58 with mostly sunny skies. Enjoy the last bits of sunshine we're getting today, though, because tomorrow we'll be back to gloomy forecasts. The high for Friday will be 51 degrees with a 97% chance of rain. That rain will keep it up all the way through 9 a.m. on Saturday. Currently in Demarest at 4.27 p.m., we have sunny skies, thank God, 
and the temperature is 73 degrees. And I know that I've talked a lot and I've kind of complained a lot uh, throughout today because this is something that impacted me a lot as a student. This is still something that impacts my sister and some of my uh, sister's friends in high school, and I'm sure most high school students, to be honest. And I just think that this is something that we are so beyond at this point. Um, there's there's very little reason with everything that's been going on this year to still expect these students who are going through all kinds of stress and family issues and connectivity issues and, and trying to, in many cases, keep themselves afloat more than anything, to then have to worry about studying for tests that ultimately have no purpose. And I understand what the current administration is trying to do with um, refusing to give out waivers for these tests. I, I get it. Uh, I understand the purpose. But I saw a comment on, I want to say, Instagram or Twitter the other day where someone was asking Jill Biden to intervene <laughs> uh, and to kind of give her take as an educator and stop her husband from doing this. I've just heard so much outlash from teachers and from educators, both friends of mine and ones who I've just connected with through doing this project. And I think the overall consensus is that this is something that's going to be harmful more than helpful. And it's breaking a promise that you made to the people who elected you. And so I'm just hoping that over over the next few weeks, we'll see some kind of turnaround. We'll see something change here. But um, until that happens, this is just where we're at now. And so keep your eyes posted on the news and make sure you stay up to date. And thank you so much for tuning in today. Thank you for tuning in to Virtually Educated. If you enjoyed today's show, be sure to tune in again next Thursday at 4 p.m. for another 30 minutes of exclusive talk and interviews right here on Zeke 98.7 FM.